1: This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomofTheGiants.com. Today's Wednesday, 27th of February, 2019. My brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Uh, my name is Patrick Smith. Take a deep breath, everybody. Uh, pulsating, entertaining, exciting weekend between number one and number two in the league. Now, number one and number two in the league were one way and neither the other way. Your Belfast Giants are top of the Elite Ice Hockey League on, I think it's regulation wins. Anyway, it's a tiebreaker. They share points, a points level with the Cardiff Devils following a four-point weekend where Cardiff left Belfast with one point and a lot of hangovers. We are going to be talking with Adam Keefe. We're going to be talking with Jordan Smotherman in regards to your TFAs. And we'll also hear from Aaron Murphy, who will look ahead to Wednesday night's Game of the Week. In Fife, before we do that, Mr. David McJimsey, how are you?
0: I'm not pad-paddy at all. I um had an interesting little visit down to Delancey and somewhere I'd never been, but never it a staycation, been,
1: there's, never there's,
0: been. There's not much there, is there? Stunning, but it's lovely. absolutely, yeah. I don't know if I'm getting old and scenery appeals to me now, but it's just like I was very fortunate, as you know, last sort of last winter to go down to South Africa and you're standing like Cape Point, Cape, Cape mm. a Good Hope and stuff, and the, the you know just the view out the sea and the sunshine all beautiful, but like just stay at home here, United Kingdom just as beautiful as anywhere.
1: I just like down at the point, point, you've got some lovely places around like St. Just and St. Ives, some lovely little places. No, it's a nice part of the world. Do you like a bit of Cornwall? Um, and a man who's no doubt wrecked. From uh, hmm. from the weekend, um, um, two very exciting but very entertaining games this is Mr. Simon Kitchen. How are you? I'm um, right, Patrick. I'm okay now. Well,
2: I mean, I was. Honestly, I was absolutely drained up those two games. The, um, God knows how the players felt. You know, they put a hell of a lot more effort into it than I did, but
0: I was just absolutely exhausted. I don't know, Simon. You're at the top of your game here, you know, getting the comments from all, all over gang. the world are you at the really? minute. I, I know, but it. that
2: just sort of get used to that sort of thing,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you to be so modest, modest, you know. So, uh, Are
3: you kidding me, Simon?
0: <laughs> oh, I thought funny was pals! I tell Saturday. you what. You,
1: usually, on the back end of like listening or watching the highlights and things, I'm, I'm, I'm listen, also got my ear out for any sort of, you know, soundboard things like this.
2: Psych on the right, the Riley Rivers, yeah. You know,
1: but and, and this soundboard seems to just fill up with Simon Kitchen.
3: Darcy Murphy! Come on, weebug!
1: However, I have to say, <laughs> Pels was outstanding.
0: Unbelievable,
1: this guy. I found him very. That's, that's no slight on Mace and, and Johnny and all the other guys, Davey and all who join you, but uh, I don't know. I, th- I found Pels very entertaining.
2: He was—he's such a good lad. Like I mean, he did one game um, here, and uh, and when Laura Small told me he was coming over, he says Pels is wondering, do you need any hand? Do you need a hand on comms? Um, and Mace was—he had uh, we maxed at the weekend, so um, his wife was way out, so he couldn't do it. Um, and I said uh, you know what? Even though he's he's chirped his wee bit this week, get him on I says, I'll chirp him when we get on the Jans T V and I'll show him a video or something. So um did that, but I thought he was really good. He's I even mean, he he does his homework and all before he gets in, you know, he he's got all the details on the players. He obviously picks up a wee bit of um uh, obviously the highlights and no put out and stuff as well. And um I mean with living in London, he's only an hour away as well on a flight, so um but the real, real good laugh and, and I thought he was great at the weekend.
1: He also got very excited at the end of the game. Oh! Oh!
3: Oh! <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? The full thing sounds like this.
3: What a game! Are you kidding me, Simon? Oh! Oh, man!
0: Oh, what a game! This game had everything. It really did, Simon. It really did. Oh! Oh! Oh!
1: The
3: fans <laughs> are elated!
1: Uh, uh my favourite part of that is where he sounds as if he's forgotten your name and he he just comes back in to make sure he said it. Simon. Yeah. He's, yeah. Such a good lad. Top uh, top no, lad. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have one next week, maybe we'll have a chat with him, but before that, let's get stuck into the weekend. The Belfast Giants and the Cardiff Devils took on each other for the final time this season in league competition. Two games at the SSE arena on Friday. And Saturday night, two pivotal games, no doubt, when it comes to the title. Cardiff Devils sitting top at the start of the weekend, Belfast Giants sitting second. Friday night, a 4-2 victory for your Belfast Giants. Dustin Johnner scoring the opener after an absolute stunning move from Darcy Murphy to create, leaving Gleason Fournier on his backside. And Dizzy, 3 minutes and 22 seconds into the period, Giants who one up. Joey Haddad scores an equaliser around 10 minutes later. And then into the second period, there were no goals. In the third, on the power play, Jordan Smotherman. We'll be talking to him later on. Not some other man, Smotherman. He scores a stunning power play goal to make a 2-1 off a feed from Higgins and Roach. Gleason Fournier, shot from distance, makes it 2-2. But Darcy Murphy comes in and, well, we already heard it. Darcy
3: Murphy! Come on, we
1: He makes it 3-2. And Blair Riley makes it 4-2. Uh, goalkeepers... Tyler Bescaroani with the win, 31 saves on 33 shots. The other side, Ben Bounds, 27 saves on 31 shots. Your referees, Tom Perry and Tom Darnell, as it was for the whole weekend, will give you the stats for Saturday's game as well before we talk about it. 2-1 win in overtime for the Belfast chance, and it took a lot of overtime to decide it. No goals through the first and second period of a very, very tight game. And then in the third period, even strength at six fifty-seven, Blair Riley with the opening goal.
2: Cycle on the to Riley, Riley! Come
1: on! I love for you losing your voice in that man. Uh, Cardiff a little over three, four minutes later, through Joey Martin. A lovely finish. Mates it one one. And so we go to overtime. And what an overtime it was. Not only did it have an unbelievable... Sorry. Unbelievable, this guy. An unbelievable save from Tyler Beskerowani. But the other side, Curtis Leonard has two taps at it. And then Ben Bounds sort of with his own glove freezes it, flicks it under his own legs, over the line... It's cleared, or so Gleason Fournier thinks it's cleared, but it hasn't. It takes Tom Darnell and Tom Perring quite a bit of time, but eventually they call the goal, and the Belfast Giants take four points from the weekend. The Cardiff Devils won. Goalkeepers for that night on Saturday Tyler Beskarawani, 34 saves, 35 shots. Ben Bounds, 38 saves, 40 shots. Same referees, Tom Perring and Tom Darnell. I'll start with you, Simon Kitchen. And we'll start with uh, with Friday night's game, which the tension coming into the building was palpable. And Darcy Murphy sets us off on a flyer with a pass to Dustin Johnner.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I knew we were going to win on Friday night. I actually knew we were going to win that much. I, I got a bit lucky with the scoreline, but I took 4 2 um, on, on the scoreline itself. and. Uh, I, I honestly didn't think we were going to lose on Friday night. I thought that was the. We talked about it last week. Uh, it's an important, important game. I was talking to Taft Thursday, Friday, the boys, and Friday morning, um, and they were all well up for it. Absolutely well up for it. You talk about that uh, pass for from Darcy Murphy to, to Dustin Johnner. Hmm. You'll not see a better pass this season. It was on. It was it was unbelievable. Um, you know, you had it was a great play along.
0: Unbelievable, this guy.
2: It was a great play along the, the blue line by uh, Kyle Bond, who left the puck for Darcy. And you know, we we talk about how good Gleason Fournier is. He made him look like a kid. Um, you know, he he literally went around the outside of him, threw it uh, right through the blue paint, and and a good finish by Dustin Johnner. I have no idea what uh, Ben Bounds was doing with his right leg at that point. Um, but uh, a great start. Uh, and then you know again that it, we know the Devils are a good team. They can back into it. Uh, they they, they scored, get back to one one, and then Jordan Smotherman scores a, a probably one of the best goals I've seen at the S S E this season. It's just he's so strong. You know he puts it between the skates and the and the stick of uh, Mark Richardson, and then they set up over the top on it. It was a power play goal, yeah. Um, just as the 5-1-3 had finished, I think it was, and and they had got it back to the five on four, but. Patty, honestly I, I think this guy's just been immense for us since he's come in. Um looking forward to getting a chat with him later. Uh overall, I thought we thoroughly deserved a win. Um you know Cardiff are sitting top for a reason at that point. And they they you know they've been a very very consistent team. Yeah, they've lost a couple of games, as have we, but you know, our last twelve is ten and two. Um you're eleven points in a month ago, we're eleven points behind the, the Cardiff Devils. And to go level with them after a weekend uh, of two real battling games, uh, I think it's testimony to, to Adam and uh, Rob Stewart and all the boys who how hard they've worked over the last month or so.
1: Davy, the compete level through the whole game, through the whole weekend, was outstanding from both teams. But especially in that first game, in that 4-2 game, just no matter what the Cardiff Devils were throwing at us, we were able to, to push back.
0: Yeah, I think that I'm not a massive fan of giving credit to the opposition. But I think when you look at the league table and you see the two of us with you know, 74 points and you drop back maybe the clan and the Panthers, you're sort of 12, 13, 14, 15 points behind with more games played. You can see that these are the two best teams in the league by a distance. And they slugged it out over the weekend. And they went blow for blow with each other. You know, 4-2 game, they <laughs> There wasn't that much in it altogether, but the Belfast chance. You know, I think the quick start was all important, and we hit the pipes before we scored in the first few minutes as well. Oh, yeah, you know, we keep, we that was
1: out an outstanding start.
0: Yeah, first or second. What well, was the thing of first shift, but like maybe second rush down the ice or something? You know, and bounds to me looked a wee bit stiff. I think we said on Friday night it took a, took a few few minutes to get going on the Friday and, and by that time would would got a goal up. You know, as you said, they pushed back really well every time they just wouldn't go away. Every time we managed to get in front they pegged Pegasus back until late in the game when I suppose the two the two defensive errors from was a Batch with the first one and yeah. um Fournier with the second. Through no little, you know, persistence in, in forecheck check from the Giants as well, you know, Dustin John are Kyle Bond, all good doing really well in the forecheck and that allows the opportunity, especially for um for, for Blair Riley. But you know, it was just a really it's just a really two two really good games to watch, but as you say, that the compete level from both rosters was just outstanding. I've, it's that four check I was going to move on to
1: next, uh, Simon. You look at Murphy and and Riley, both both those you could argue, okay, Batch waves at it and it and it, he doesn't get it. It's a it's a lapse from him and and if you look at like the the social media and the forums and stuff from Devils, there's quite a bit of ire towards the way that he competed. In the way he got a an assist the next night, but but regards to that Darcy Murphy goal, he got quite a bit of back chat from the Cardiff fans. Uh, but to give credit to both Murphy and to Riley. Both of those goals come from a very strong forecheck.
2: Hundred uh, percent. You know why they're, they're slagging Josh Batch out is just, you
0: know, they all just need to take a good look at themselves. Take, 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 what one second, isn't it? What happened to the Jim Vandermeer the yeah. other week? He yeah. looked up, he absolutely. The past. It's hockey; yeah. it happens.
2: Listen, you're, you're, you're basically playing at the top level in the UK. Um, you're a defenseman, and you know you make a mistake like that, and you get punished nine times out of ten. You expect your goaltender to basically come up good as well. I again I thought Bounds was was okay at the weekend. I don't think he was he set the word on fire. Um, but you know, it happens, it's sport, mistakes happen. But it was created to happen by us. We pushed, we pushed them back into their own zone. Um, if you look at their goals, when we scored against them uh early on, their forecheck straight away picked up. Straight away. Haddad got his goal, uh, we went two one up. Fournier got the goal with the power play. The next night, you know, we scored a great goal through Blair Riley. And, and, and you know, you talked about Joey Martin's finish, Paddy. Let me tell you something. That is an unbelievable finish. Yep. Absolutely top top class. Yep. We, we you know we we know how good he is. He hasn't got very much to pick from there. Josh Bats was standing front line at right, I and mean, all fairness, how's best goal in Sierra? And he's a big big body. Uh, but what a what a finish by Joey Martin and for Cardiff Devils fans to chirp their own players after a mistake that's all it was I didn't see anybody slagging off Fournier
1: yeah. and he made a bigger mistake uh, Yeah, he, uh, that, was, that was a bad mistake for him to leave that puck out like that it wasn't that difficult Blur Riley, great forecheck but Fournier made it easy for him just to strip him of the puck
2: Absolutely, you know they didn't see anybody having a go at Gleason Fournier because he's got 71 points you have to protect your British players in this league as well. The guys, you know, they're the first ones that all the coaches are looking around the league trying to get hold of because there's not that many off them about. I would take Josh Batch, Absolutely. 100%. Cardiff Devils fan, don't want him next year. I hope we go after him. I think he's a good player. Big but I'd rather have him as a forward than a D-man because he makes mistakes. (laughs) Um, But, you know, (laughs) I'd rather rather have him as a forward, absolutely. I think he he brings more to the game as a forward, a big four-checking body. Uh, He doesn't mind dropping the gloves. I I like him. I really do like him. But back to this weekend's games, you know, if we were really strong down the middle of the weekend, really, really strong. We kept them to the outside as much as possible. We won the battles along the boards on the Friday night. I thought we, we, you know, it was probably 50-50 on the Saturday night. Um... You know, Friday night's game. I thought we turned the pucker were a little bit too much, uh, especially in the second period. But we we're lucky, maybe not. They get scored on Basko coming up with a couple of really big saves at, at crucial times. And you know, Tyler Baskerani at the weekend was absolutely sublime. He, he was unbelievable. You touched on that uh, OT uh, save, Patty when uh, you know he, he he was was three on three, obviously. Um, Ben de Voglio jumped over him. Besco says he sort of stuck the food. out a wee bit and tried to catch him as he even passed him. <laughs> um, and uh, and then he, you know, Ben de Voglio was
1: hey, to do? You
2: know, Ben Defoglio, you know, he, he didn't do much wrong in Furness. He, he, you know, he reached round, just tried to get it on target, but he did, and Besco just drops the the paddle down. What And it was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um and, again, I, I just thought we thoroughly the win, the deserve sorry, those two wins at the weekend. And that goal, that overtime winner, and again, it's all created by Darcy Murphy.
1: Yeah,
2: you well, know, He beat Fournier to the puck. You know, Fournier's in position to kick the puck up along the boards. Darcy's flying. He gets past it, picks the boards up. He wins the battle in the corner, drives the front of the net. Lenny, for whatever reason he's doing the front of the net, I don't know, um, takes a couple of whacks at it and great to see Ben Bounds put it in his own net it it was it was absolutely fantastic and um honestly, the two games if you're watching um if you you're watching that for the first time, you're watching that sport for the first time. I think he'd be going to get a season ticket for the next year. It was two of them were absolutely brilliant.
1: With mass, two massive crowds at the SSC Arena, so it's a credit to Brooksy and Glover and all the guys who get those people in. Davy, you know, Cis has talked a few of the points there from Saturday's game. I think most notably, we do have to focus a little bit on Tyler Besker who may not have been the Elite League Player of the Week and obviously didn't compete as much as Carlo Finucci did, but in uh, regards to the weekend as a whole, he was just a stonewall.
0: What was that? I seen the stats guys put something like he was like nine forty four or something. You know, conceded three, goal, three goals on, on whatever amount robbery he faced. Um, you know he, it was, but it's not so much the percentage every It's the key saves at key times a game on grade A goal scoring chances that he made. You know it wasn't just routine. Do what you do. You know at the end of the day, Tyler Beskorani's job is to save pucks as he's paid to do. You know and you expect them to save more than he'll let in. But it's the key massive, massive saves that he can make that other goaltenders just can't make that you know set him aside as as the best netty in the league. And Sam's already talked about that one or two, especially the, the, the one in overtime is just sensational how he
1: I will say he, about sorry just just you know, say about that overtime one as well is I thought it was a good, lovely move from uh Ben bit mm-hmm. of an Ovechkin, you know, falling over, puck on puck on a stick, fires it back on target. And it it's a great shot, which if you watch back the replay and it was pointed out, the um the Devils on the bench thought they, that he'd scored. <laughs> One at least had jumped off to celebrate. So a great shot needs a great save, and that's what it was.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're on the bench and, and you see go going there and he, he's got pretty much, you know, Vizcarally's lying on his back prone and, and you've got the whole net to shoot at and he's getting the shot away, you, you're jumping on there, you've expected him to score Unfortunately, he had to do a wheel around and get back on the bench. But, you know, the Giants go down the other end. And and then I guess we get to talk about everything that happened next.
1: So what was your take on that? So we come back to the other side. And as Simon says, you know, it, it, you've got Curtis Leonard digging away to try to get it. And then Bounds freezes it. Or I guess he thinks he's freezing it. I guess he thinks he's also picking it up. Because... He lifts his hand, the puck's at the edge of his finger, and he just pushes it through his own five hole over the line. Gleason Fournier sees this happen, tries to clear it, and we've got, a, what, five minutes at least of you know contemplation over the video review from Tom Darnell and Tom Perring before they call a goal. A lot of Uh, talk about the laptop being brought down to to give a better view we'll come to Simon that in a second because obviously with him being part of the the Giants TV setup he'll know a little bit more on that but Davey your take on on everything that went down there
0: right I've got a few uh, you know I can fight with myself about this I was talking to Simon about it yesterday as well Um, the right result happened they got the goal correct it was across the line as soon as it went across the line there's actually a great photograph from from william Cherry, who by the way lights out again get yourself to the osc desk and get some of those prints they're absolutely brilliant even dustin johnner's goal from the rafters you know darcy murphy come on wee man's goal and you know he gets the one where um tom darnell's washing it out like from tom darnell's angle he's got pretty much the goal line technology angle and I suppose Gleason Fournier's stick has perhaps blocked him from seeing that puck across the line, so I can forgive him that. You see the crowd in the background who are on the goal line, if you like, all pointing, it's a goal. You hear Simon and Pels in the commentary box, who would have had a nice angle on that actually, saying, it's a goal, it's a goal. Um, so they play on, and, and obviously they have to come back to the goal line technology, and I, I believe from the overhead, and Fournier's stick is, is kind of blocking as the weather goes over the line. For me, I, I tweeted the other day, you look at Fournier's body language and Bentafoglio as he goes to, you know, the heads go down and the slow, shoulders hunch and the stop. They've accepted that it's gone over the line. And then obviously when, when Darnell w- washes it out, as I said, it's, a, it's an honest call from him. Um, you know, they, they, they then play on. And, and at the next break and play, Darnell... Obviously, you can hear the crowd going absolutely mental, decides to take another look at it. There's a couple of ways of looking at this, Paddy. If goal line technology, if the diktat from the league is that if it's inconclusive from goal line technology and that's all you can look at, then it should have been washed out. It shouldn't have been a goal. If, you know, we're playing, it's a bit of a homer decision. Like, if if that's at the other end of the ice, do Giants TV run down with a laptop? I'm not so sure. You know, so from not that a point, chance. So, so there you go. Simon's going to say he's going to say it a wee bit more honestly than me, you know. So that's a bit of a Homer decision. Should there be a feed in the penalty box from from any other angle? I believe there should. I'm happy enough that the right decision was made, and obviously it affects our team a wee bit more than the Devils. So it's it's hard not to be slightly partisan. I'm glad for the integrity of the sport in such a big game. Um, which is, is, you know, it could be season pivotal, season defined, whatever way you put, put it, they got the decision right. However they got to it might be, you know, not quite right according to the rules. So I can see why Cardiff people could be, I was, I was most impressed with Andrew Lord who said, I've seen it. It was a goal, you know? So from that point of view, he's respectful of the game. Belfast Giants got it across the line, got a goal, good goal, won the game. Fair enough, he's got no issue with that. I can understand why people could be slightly disappointed with the way they got to that decision, however.
1: Decision-making process, this comes from the Elite League. Each review is subject to the quality of video available in each venue. The referee must see conclusive evidence to overturn the original on-ice call. In situations where the video review is inconclusive, the on-ice decision will remain as the final decision. Arguably, for me... The words, wording there of subject to the quality of video available in each venue is um is ambiguous. It doesn't say goal line technology. It says <laughs> quality of video available at yeah. each venue. Simon Kitchen. Yeah,
2: and uh, the quality we have our video is pretty good. Um, I think that you know if that had to happen, David's touching about you know if it happened around the other end ice rink, would we be rushing That's down? True. No, we wouldn't. You know, it, but certainly we're if, playing if, it at home. Absolutely. If you had been asked by the officials, by all means, you know, you let them see it, but I wouldn't be rushing down for it. If it had happened in Cardiff, exactly the same situation. Todd would have been the first person down there with the laptop in his hand running down. He actually would have been abseiling off the top of that country, 100 percent. And we all know that. Um, so, you know, if it happens in Sheffield, exactly the same thing. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Davies touched on it. Maybe we probably picked up a wee bit of luck, but the bottom line is it was a cool. It was. I was. We. David already said it, we had a brilliant view. It's down our end where you know we're we're sweet twenty four. Is you can literally pick the. Uh, I can have my glasses on, um, and I can see it across the line. Pals knew across the line. Jeff Mason standing in front of us. He's you know up on his arm, up on his feet, just basically putting the arms there as well. Darcy Murphy knew it was in. Higgins knew it was in. Tom Darnell was right there. I think he took a bit of time before he put the arms out and said it was no goal. At that time, I'm already shouting, it's in, it's in, it's in. Um, but I think he made the right decision. If he doesn't know 100% that it's not in, he can't make that. And just for the second part of it, I thought the officials of the weekend were excellent.
1: Yeah,
2: It's not often I say that. I thought they were excellent all weekend. Um, I thought they let the guys, you know, when, the, when a penalty needed to be called, they made the call. Um, I thought they were, it was probably the best referee performance I've seen at the SSE this season back be Matt. Genuinely, so that's enough about them. But well,
1: there weren't that many. The goal- there weren't many calls. If you look at that, so I know it's enough, but I'll, I'll let you come back to it. But I'm just looking at Sunday. Sorry, Saturday's game, where you know it's a battle for the top spot in the league. That's what it is. It's a it's a playoff game, and that for the top spot of the league. Um, most of the penalties, bar one, all took place in the first period. There was a call on Higgy in the second period for hooking. And that was that was after 22 minutes and 20 seconds of the game, there were no more penalties called. Yeah. And again, I think they
2: did exactly the right thing. Uh, you know, Pels had commented on it saying they're, they're in play. Uh, if there was a penalty need needed to be called, I think they made the right decisions the whole weekend. Um, you know, Cardiff Devils fans certainly won't be happy with the, the decision that has is, is been made and the goal being allowed. But the puck was in the net. It was over the line. It's a goal. Um, there's nothing to do about it now. I mean, I've seen some people. Yeah, that, that guy, the Mark Finn. Um, you know, he's you know near crying as lambs. I was going to send him a virtual hug, um, but you know, just catch yourselves on. It's a goal, but you expect it to be replayed again.
1: Give there, over. There were some. I have to say, there, and this is me being me, but. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to revel in the in the victory for the Giants, and we're going to enjoy it, and we're going to have a. That's the whole thing about winning games like this: that you've got the when you do win them, you've got the opportunity to glute a little and I glute a lot. But you learned some of this stuff that you saw some absolute nonsense coming from Cardiff, including uh, there was enough time to doctor the footage. So that mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 line was wavy, there's enough time to do this, when are we going to replay? Where can we replay over time? Blah blah blah. Just it was stuff like that makes it just a little bit more sweet. Uh, yeah, but, it, it does, but, but the, the other side but, of things sorry, let me just, yeah. but, sorry, just let me finish. Is that what I will say is and I'll come to you in this is is 'cause I think you're about to say the same thing. It's only four points. It's only one oh, point. Yep. Mean. It yep, puts us, Yes, it puts us top of the league. Yes, yep. we enjoyed it. Yes, it was a massive weekend for the Belfast Giants and two fantastic wins. Cardiff have a game in hand. We are level on points. There are, what, 11, 12, 13 games to go. We've not won anything. We've won, said that. We've won two games and now we have to finish out the season convincingly.
2: Yeah, I said that on a tweet on Saturday night. Um, it, by all means, absolutely. I mean, I, I was too knackered to celebrate, I mean I was due I, honestly I was due to go out on Saturday night um, and I got there after the game I went down and did the interviews uh, and I actually had a taxi ordered for quarter to ten and I cancelled it, I was just absolutely drained, seeing the videos and stuff like that, all the fans celebrating uh, you know, the one that I think it was Laura Small took it um, when the fans were walking down in La Foyer with, with Smithy leading the drum and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know uh, yes, absolutely, it's very funny and and you love getting the four points at the weekend. Watching the videos that came out from uh, up in McCool's area uh, and everybody, Giants fans jumping about like we'd won the Stanley Cup. Um, guys, this is a long, long way to go. By all means, take your four points. Uh, we couldn't have done any better at the weekend. Ideally, been, you know you certainly wouldn't mind down to give Cardiff the, the one point to get the overtime. But to be honest, I thought they deserved it on Saturday. Night, I thought they really. You know they certainly did push us, um, and real. I actually thought that the better chances on Saturday as well. Besko was the difference for us. But you know, yeah, listen, I've been involved in this sport for a long, long time. This is far from over. Far from over. We've won nothing yet. Adam would have been telling the boys in the dressing room immediately after the game, guys, get out tonight, get yourselves a few drinks. Jimbo's birthday, I think it was as well on Saturday. Um, you know, enjoy the weekend. Back to work Tuesday morning. We have a big game to play on Wednesday night. Forget about the rest of it. This is history. And that's exactly what he would have been, you know, putting across to the players. 100% take the wins when they come along. Davey says it every single time. <laughs> don't get too high's in the high. Don't get too low's in the low. A month ago, we got beat twice by the Cardiff Devils in Cardiff. And we're all, you know, coming home going, oh, you know what? Everybody was saying the same thing. Oh, that's it. That's the league done. I didn't think it was. I honestly
0: didn't think it was. And we're where are we're right now. Uh, what is the question on the celebrations
1: on the on where we are yes
0: uh well fantastically positioned um if we'd have been able to you know sketch yourself in somewhere at this stage of season you'd want to be top of the league or thereabouts and you know it's going down to the wire it's it's the two best teams are going to have to duke it out now they're going to have to be very very good going forward for me you know like i've, I've said all along and i am a fan of trying to win every piece of silver where, you know, they are the hard conferences compared to perhaps the Gardner and the Patton is just a level above those in terms of you're, you're playing Cardiff six times, you're playing Nottingham six times and you're playing Sheffield six times. You know, you've got 18 games against arguably three three of the strongest teams in the, in the league. And at the minute we sit on top of that, we've got an opportunity at the weekend perhaps, you know, pick up the first, you know, tangible piece of silver where you can I'm not going to ever turn down the R-Hard Conference something that I quite like personal opinion only Mm -hmm. in terms of the celebration I can understand where Simon's coming from there it was a big selly because of the magnitude of the two games and the amount of people that came and just the emotion I guess of, of how it all ended I'm a bit probably more reserved I'd be along Simon's lines in this we won some points at the weekend. There's still a whole lot of work to be done, and I just don't like giving anybody some ammunition to fire back at us later in the season should things not work out the way we want them to. So you, you, you sometimes need to keep a bit of a lid in your celebrations, but you know it's good to see everybody having so much fun at the arena too. You know, sorry for pop jumping in, Paddy. Look, I have no more. I have more fun than a lot of people can shout
2: and scream, and and it's recorded on TV. Hmm. As soon as the game is over, <laughs> that's it, done and dusted. You know, thank God, because it was just completely drained. Um, thank God but- I like ready, ready, ready! Come on! Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. The right, God. Right,
1: right on cue, man. Right on I, cue. I, right? I can't
0: help but see when he's doing that. Come on, we man. The Darcy Murphy one, like, uh, your lips, your lip syncing it every time. So Darcy every time. Murphy!
3: Come on, we man! Ah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I love it. When I, when I walked into the rink on Saturday, yeah,
2: I was there before Darcy. And he came up the tunnel. Uh, sorry, he came out from the... When you come in, the guys came back door. Um, and I'm standing there talking to... I think it was talking to Steve Thornton. Um, and Darcy came up and he says, All right, wee man. here's <laughs> me. all right, what's happening? In a way, man. But, uh, you know, all the boys are taking the piss out of it and and uh, calling Darcy wee man for the rest of the night as well. So, listen, it, it was a huge weekend. We talked about it last week, how important it was. Taff was on with us. Um, you know, he he the us, the Taff, he said... Uh, last week as well Patty I'm pretty sure he said it online we're getting four points he did uh, the boys were you know they were all up for it the weekend but and this is a massive massive but it's done it's gone yeah. we've a massive game tomorrow night get like away to Fife a huge game tomorrow night uh, and then away at Manchester sorry away to Sheffield on Saturday um and home to Manchester on Sunday listen this is far 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 from over and uh i'm looking forward to the rest of the season but it starts again tomorrow night
1: one final point before we wrap up this is uh, it, uh Saturday night's game was one thousand games for Jonathan Ferland, Davy.
0: Oh yeah, fantastic milestone for the the constable as he's as he's called hit machine. He's been outstanding since he came to Belfast. You know we we know what you're going to get every single shift with Jonathan Fern. He's never going to leave a hit out there, and uh, you know it's a it's just an amazing accolade It's longevity and you know. Managing to avoid injuries through through a long career that he's and he's been around the block like and he's been at some fantastic teams. He's won some major trophies and let's hope he can pick up another couple more before that career winds down.
1: We had him on a, a few weeks ago. Says so a great guy and a, a great career.
2: Right, Dixon. Uh, he's just an absolute gentleman. He's mm-hmm. so nice. Uh, top. I love that type of game as well. You know the way he's. he's uh, David Yield's got his stats for. For, um, for hits, he, I think he's about probably 40% or 30% more than the, the nearest person to him. He hits anything and moves. And when he, when he hits you, you know you're hit. Um, you know, he sticks up for the teammates as well. I mean, he, he fought Josh Batchelor in this season as well. Um, you know, he's not afraid to drop the gloves and uh, get doing anything for the team. And every, every time you talk to him, every single time you talk to him, it's about the team. Hmm. I interviewed him on Saturday night after the match. Uh, and he was, you know, talking about his, his personal accolades, and all he wanted to do was get back to the team. That's that's just a leader for him.
1: Congratulations to him—a thousand games, a fantastic milestone, and hopefully, we can add something to his uh, already bold and silverware. He's a, a, an Austrian championship. He has a uh, a Calder Cup. Obviously, we talked to him about that a few weeks ago as well, and uh, that's a, and, a, and a Challenge Cup. Last season with the Belfast Giants and hopefully a little bit more silverware come the end of this season. The highlights of those two fantastic games, along with two brilliant game reports, William Cherry's photographs, which Davey mentioned before, and the post-game interviews from across the weekend. You can get them all on kingdomofthegiants.com. So on the back of those two victories over the Cardiff Devils and the Belfast Giants and top of the Elite Ice Hockey League, there is still a long way to go. But let's have a let's have a chat with the chief head coach Adam Keefe joins us right now. How are you doing, man?
4: Not bad. How are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, all good, all good. Um, we've just had a quick chat or a quick chat. I think we chatted for about thirty minutes there about the games against the Cardiff Devils on the, on the four point weekend. Your take on how the weekend went? You must be very happy.
4: Yeah, I'm extremely happy. I thought, uh, you know, obviously, you're nervous going up to those games, but I think it's a, it's a good nerve. And I think obviously the players, you know, they feel that as well. And when they show up uh, for those games, uh, you know, once we get involved and I see the first few minutes go by, you know, you realize that your guys are, are up to task. And, and I thought that our guys brought it all weekend. And no, you know, not just them. I thought Cardiff was good as all weekend as well. So I thought it was a great, uh, great weekend of ice hockey for, for both sets of fans
0: coach I know it's it's cliche it's hockey and all and we all, always talk about taking one game at a time but how hard is it to, to actually do that when you're in the stretch of maybe 15 games here where absolutely everyone is so crucial to the next one
4: yeah it, obviously you need to, to keep uh... You'll keep an eye on you. You can tell the players to not, not worry about what happens in the league, but uh, they are. They're watching uh, the table, and I'm sure Carter's doing the same. Um, but when it comes to our play, all we can really do is worry about ourselves and, and trying to be the best team that we can be on, on each night and uh, you know just tick them off as we go along here. Um, I, we're certainly better off than if we had lost over the course of the weekend. And I think that uh, you know we have to really believe it as an organisation and as a fan base and, and, and as a, a, a team here that uh, we can do this thing.
2: Adam, you talk about obviously going down the stretch. You've been there as a player. You've got guys in that locker room who have been in very similar situations. How important is it to have the likes of the experience of Jim Vandermeer, Paddy Dwyer? Uh, you know, obviously yourself and, and Rob Stewart beside you as well. You, Rob, I mean, we, all, we always talk about yourself and and uh, the coaching staff. Rob, he's a quiet man, and uh, uh, how, but how important is it to have those guys on, alongside you?
4: Yeah, it's huge. I think, uh, you know, having this year with, with the, the player coaches that we have and, and with Rob on board, it's, uh, they've been an immense help for me throughout the entire season, you know, just to have that even when, you know, we never want one of our uh, players on the bench with us, but when we do have a uh, third man on the bench, you know, the. All three of them have done an amazing job uh, helping out, and and obviously another set of eyeballs and another set of ideas. And and even when they're playing, you know, they're constantly uh, you know giving new ideas and and new tactics uh, to help us kind of try and win games. And obviously, I'm I'm new to this job, and and still looking for uh, as much information and as much experience as I can get. And anytime I can draw on those type of experiences from those guys. It's certainly helpful, but uh, you know, in in regard to the league, uh, you know, we can really draw on the experiences of the guys who've been in this league for a long time that have have been a part of these league title chases, and uh, they know what it takes here down the stretch. And and essentially, we're in playoffs now, and um, you know, every game, you know, is going to feel like it did last weekend.
1: Interesting you say about those experiences and having the guys in the locker room, you know, who have had those experiences. I, I remember reading an article many years ago uh, from Gary Neville at Manchester United who said, that, you know, winning the League Cup was uh, the first taste of silverware that he had. And it gave him a taste for more. With regards to the Challenge Cup last season and, and having that experience of Victory, and, and I, I know a lot of the guys in the locker room have already had that that silverware experience. But having that, is that a little bit more? You do you get that lust, that taste for more, to to that extra jump to chase it.
4: Yeah, certainly. I think in regards to the Challenge Cup, yes, I think the Challenge Cup was was a nice breathe a breather for for us as an organization since we've had that little drought there, and I you know we all wanted it so bad for for each other and. Uh, and for the city of Belfast, just to, to have another celebration, um, you know, and we want more of that for sure. But I think in, in regards to the league, it's you know, it's it is a grueling uh, eight months. That uh, it, it's something special when you win it and it's hard to to put into words to the to the players and to haven't experienced it. And you know, we try, and um, you know, it's something that we want to try to build here on. was – Last weekend and, and that feeling that we had, and obviously with the the devastating loss uh, in the Continental Cup final, we know all these things that we want to draw on here going forward into March, and uh, obviously we want to close out February here tomorrow with with uh, some success, and then and, and then have a good close here. I mean that's what we're looking at. I think the guys have probably. Six, uh, I'm not sure exactly. Don't count my math, but, uh, six, seven weeks left uh, as a group here. And then that's it. Um, you know, uh, we likely will not have the exact same team we had this year. So, uh, this is what, uh, is left for this squad. So we want the guys to, to pull together here for, for this, uh, tail end uh, of the season here and, and do something special. Coach, I know you're,
0: we're talking about the next six, seven weeks and the next few games, but let's let's go back just one week. I wasn't able to be on the podcast last week because I was flying back here after what happened seven days ago, Stephen Murphy's testimonial. It must have been, one, a lot of fun, but incredible to see the likes of the wheels, the likes of Evan Chevron all still have. It was, it was just an absolutely fantastic thing to be involved in.
4: Yeah, maybe too much fun for myself, but, uh, <laughs> you know, anytime you get those guys back... uh it brings back a lot of great memories, you know, and, uh, so it's, it's always, uh, special to see those guys again. You know, those are guys that we won trophies with. And you know, speaking about trophies, uh, those are guys that will, you always kind of walk together and, and share those memories together. So it's exactly what we did. You know, the first, uh, I met, I met up with, uh, sauce and, and Chevy and, and Chedzie, uh, for a couple of pints before the dinner there. And that was maybe a bad idea, but, uh, just share stories and, um you know talk about the past and 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 uh, some funny stories, and obviously the, the the run we had with our second league title here uh, under Paul A.D., You know that that was a, a funny year and, and a lot of good times and a lot of good memories. So yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it's always nice to celebrate somebody's personal success as well. Uh, you know, Stephen Murphy's done so much for this organization. And, uh, I actually listened to your guys' podcast, and you guys were speaking about how uh, and how special he's been for this organization. And I think one thing that didn't get brought up was the fact that he's played 10 years and and lasted 10 years here as a goaltender. And I think that that's uh, probably one of the most difficult positions in, in, in ice hockey for sure. And especially, um, with him being, with him being Scottish and, uh, homegrown talent that, uh, and has won two league titles. I think that that's obviously speaks volumes to, uh, about the type of player and person he is and and how loyal he was to this organization. So it was nice to see him get rewarded for that.
0: Coach, you know, you're obviously still in the locker room on a daily basis and and before games and stuff, but how much different is it there when you're strapping the skates on and and Paxton's playing pranks on you and it's back into the old atmosphere of being one of the guys again as, as opposed to having to be slightly out of it being the coach?
4: Yeah, yeah, I guess he, he can kind of put that uh, thinking cap off and, and just have a bit of banter with the guys. And, uh, yeah, paxtons always, he's a special one. I've heard a lot of funny stories <laughs> about him. And uh, he's always one that never stops joking. And, yeah, he cut my laces first thing. Uh, <laughs> so, it's, uh it's a good welcome back into the locker room, but uh no, like I said, it's good to see even, even the guys uh, from before my time, uh, you know, obviously, well, there's people here with, like Stewie and, and Taff and, and Johnny and, and Thortz and uh, yourselves, they've uh, obviously shared all the stories from the guys before our time, and everybody kind of becomes one big family there when you, when you have uh, guys who have, have made the impact they've, they've made on, on Belfast uh, from within this organization. Kiefer, what's the story with Kyle Surrett? <laughs> the story with Kyle Surrett is uh, he used to always make fun of me back in the day. Um because like, I got a louder, a louder cheer than him on the ice. Whether there'd be a couple more Keith jerseys in the crowd. He'd always say, like, I'm I'm the leading scorer of this team. And you have, like six points like i don't get it <laughs> so uh, we always joked around that nobody knew who he was but but he was the best player on our team and and the best player possibly in the league so um i always thought that was pretty funny and, and we always had a good laugh about uh, uh i guess how we kind of he kind of went under the radar as being uh potentially probably the best player in the league and i, sp- I thought especially uh you know his last full season healthy i thought he was you know By far the best player in the league, uh, all round. Anyways, that uh, you know he did everything out there, and he didn't always get the, I guess, the accolades that uh, he probably deserved. But uh, we certainly let him know about it, anyways. And so that's where where the Kyle Surratt joke was coming from. Nobody knew his name, Kevin. Yeah, he.
2: I would definitely agree with you. He was was an absolute beauty. Um, I just want to take you back to and that. Overtime goal, the delay, um, everybody on the bench obviously putting me under pressure up in the box to try and give you a thumbs up and a ring as well. What's going through your head? Obviously, you know, we, we heard that you'd you got somebody running down behind the glass to, to show, you, show you the action that happened on, the, on the, the phone as well. What's going through your head? What's, what's happening with the boys on the bench?
4: Um, well, live, I thought, it, I thought that it went in uh and especially when you see the players reactions that are so close to the net uh and when they came back to the bench they said absolutely it was in so you know you you want to back them and you trust your players uh fully and and obviously so you wonder why it's taken so long and that's probably why i was looking up at you to to try to get confirmation of did this thing go in or did it not and um either way you know we were telling the players that either way we we still got to go here if it's no goal and um and then yeah I actually had a, a a friend of the family come down to the class and show me um the the video of it on his phone and you know once I had seen that uh, there's video evidence that uh I wanted to make sure that they got the decision right, and uh, I know obviously thankful that they did because you never want to see a team lose, and I think that it's something that we should revisit as 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 a league and make sure that you know that the every team is using every capability to make sure they get calls right. And and look, I know I could that might might eat my words one day because it could always uh, come back to haunt you if everybody's using um, Mm -hmm. everything at their disposal. Sometimes those decisions might go against you, but I think that that's, you know, in in the nature of sport that uh, if there's a goal, a good goal, you want it to be called and and you don't want it to go missed uh, due to human error.
2: Okay. We're going to finish off with – a quick-fire question round. These are supplied by one of your fans, uh, Jasmine Kitchen. Um, so we'll give you six or seven questions, and you've got to answer them quickly. <laughs> Sounds because right, it's, it's like nearly 11 o'clock. Um, we'll start with worst subject
4: in school. Worst subject in school, science. If you could change one thing about your looks, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Everything.
2: What fortune would you want to get in a fortune cookie?
4: Uh, you're about to win a league title. Good shout. Um, if you could
2: be a member of a cartoon family, which family would it be?
4: Homer. So the
2: Simpsons, in. Simpsons, yeah. If you, if you had access to a time machine, where would you go?
4: Um, Prince Edward Island. Dream car. Uh, the first car was a, a Jeep, so I'd go back to my Jeep with some, some jacked-up wheels.
2: If you could, if you had a fight with Daryl Lloyd, who would win?
4: Definitely me. He knows that.
2: <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. And the last one. Don't know why I just put this one in.
4: America or Canada? I don't need to answer that question. We all know that. Too. <laughs> Canada.
1: Uh, the, one, more, one more question from me, uh, Coach, is that you, know, you mentioned Kevin Surrett there and the impact that he had. A couple of players who came in late uh, this season in the same way that Surrett did were uh, Chris Higgins coming back and the guy we're going to speak to later on and Jordan Smotherman, two guys who also have had a massive impact.
4: Yes, certainly. I think that you know. Obviously, we're throughout the season. We're always trying to make sure that we're the best team we possibly can be. And, and uh, you know, from speaking with Steve all year, uh, Higgy was certainly a guy that we wanted to to bring back at some point this year, if it, if it was possible. And it it, it kept coming up that uh, you know he he was entertaining it. So uh, we wanted to make sure to get it done, and we did. And then obviously with. With Smo, he you know he expressed some interest, and you know, we'd spoken to him in the summer, and uh, he expressed some, expressed some interest recently about uh, coming here. So uh, you know, right before the deadline, we wanted to make sure to get that change made. And uh, he's come in and had a, an immediate impact, which is great to see as well.
1: Five on Wednesday night. We've had a little bit of trouble with, with Shane Owen in the past, but these are massive games.
4: Yeah, I mean, well, every game is big. It's a cliche, and we're going to be saying it for the next six weeks. So, um, yeah, they're, they're every game's going to be a big challenge, especially when you face a goalie like Shane Owen. Um, every team is in a, a playoff uh, race here, so I think that like everybody's in playoffs, not just us at the top of uh, the table. It's uh, everybody's fighting for positioning, and um, nobody wants to miss out on the on the chance. A chance to make the final four in playoffs. So um every game's gonna be big and every game's gonna be tight. We're gonna have to be uh good for for a long time here to, to get this done.
1: Well, coach, we're sitting top of the league. We've got a long way to go yet, but it's been a fantastic season so far. Thank you very much for your time.
4: No problem, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks again to Adam Keith for his time. Um before we move on to look around the league, I'm getting stuck into a nice what is this actually? It's a I said this earlier on, didn't I? It was on maybe movie, a Blackcurrant Milkshake IPA, which I got from our good friends at beer52.com. If you like craft beer the way that I like craft beer, then they're the number one subscription service for UK craft beer. They'll send you a box of eight beers from different themes and different places all around the world. Just get in contact with them, beer52.com forward slash A-V-F-T-B and the first box is free. Thanks very much to Beer52.com and thanks to you guys for supporting not just them, but all of our sponsors Total Performance Fitness and Cab. Right uh, Around the League boys and um, we'll start with Dops
3: Dops Dops Dops. Dops.
1: Dops. Starting with Dops, uh, there's only, well, there's only one Dubs determination, but two things to talk about. Um, Jordan Owens of the Sheffield Steelers has been assessed at three-game suspension for a check to the head in the game against the Coventry Blaze. One of those games will be this week's game, the Belfast Giants take part in on Saturday. um Dave, have you seen the hit? I haven't seen the hit, Paddy. No. Nope. Okay, sis.
2: Yes, I did. Um, I thought it was a bit naughty, to be honest. Uh, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Um he sort of, you know, he took his he's I'm trying to think what hand he is. He took his left hand off a stick um and forced himself up into um Ben Lake's face. Um it was a naughty, naughty hit. However, I don't think it was any worse than Ben the week before. Mm-hmm. Um and he got an extra game, it just so happens that they play the card.
1: Well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll leave that hanging. Uh, <laughs> you had a great chat as well with Mike Hicks in the period break over the weekend, mm-hmm. one of the period breaks over the weekend. Maybe if we get a chance, I'll, I'll isolate that and stick it on our SoundCloud. And One of the things he said, David, to Simon is the fact that you can't... You take these things in isolation.
0: Yeah, we've always said, right back to when Seth was doing it, he used to really hammer home that point that you know every hit has to be looked at individually. But you can understand why... When two hits seem very, very similar in in their delivery, why when they would get two different outcomes, you can understand why people would be a little confused or perhaps feeling that they're not consistent calls. But, you know, if that's Mike Hicks, it's a really, really good interview. And, and Hicks, he's proven himself again to be, to be very, very approachable. He said he'll come on the podcast as well to have a chat anytime we want. So, you know, in terms of that, he's saying, you know, that. He was a bit more transparent, would that be fair to say, Simon, than in saying who maybe not names, but that the, the DOPS is a panel of people from all around the world and you know, they get a consensus on each individual hit and yeah. and they come up with a result and, and the panel believed that, that that was what the suspension should have been from that particular hit and I suppose what the panel aren't doing is looking at their work from the week before. They're just looking at that hit and saying, "Well, in their belief, this is what it is," and they're not really looking back for for a precedent that we maybe believe should be.
2: Yeah, I think it's fair to say.
0: You know,
2: again, I don't think anybody's asking anything. Uh, you know, that they can't supply because we we talked about a few weeks ago um, about the transparency adopts. Again, you know, a lot of people just think it's it's. Uh, Todd Kelman making the decisions. <laughs> but you know <laughs> obviously it's obviously, on Saturday night. <laughs> with uh, clarification from Mike Hicks um of, of who he is there and and these guys with the experience that they have making decisions. fair play to him. You know, I, I enjoy the chat with him. It's the first time I've ever had the the uh, the the, uh, the chance to speak with him, especially for Belfast Chance TV. So uh but thank him for his time and uh he was there to watch the game and, and uh, uh and assess the officials as well. And he was in the room with the guys on Friday night. Um he wasn't there on Saturday, I think he went back to another game in uh, in England on Saturday. But you know, it, it's great to see him over. He hasn't been in Belfast for a long, long time. But uh um I asked him did he miss the game and he he certainly didn't. Um, you know, he was saying no, it's, it, it's a young man's game, nice to so let him get on with it.
1: Do you remember the other week you said you met that lad, Greg? Yes, oh, Greg Kimmerley. He's uh he's the director of officiating yeah. for Elite yeah. League. And is, Okay. Is, he's actually on. I only knew that because I went looking the other day on the Elite League website, and he's there. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, one Perfect. other thing. One other thing from the uh, from that same game that Jordan Owens took his three game suspension, is there was a fight between Neely and uh, Matt Hackett, the Coventry Blaze goalkeeper. Both of them got five for fighting. No gloves came off. So you know what I'm going to ask, Davy.
0: What are you going to ask, Paddy? I'm
1: going to ask why Matt Hackett didn't get a suspension.
0: Very, very good question. Um, and one well, well, I can't answer. All, all I can say punch. to you, Paddy, all I can say about a blocker punch, and I'll give you the rule: Rule 219. A goaltender who uses blocker, to glove, or his blocker glove to punch an opponent in the head, neck, or face, so assessed a match penalty. Now he clearly. I don't know how much contact there is, but he clearly throws three stroke four punches with his blocker on. A a goaltender who starts a fight will be assessed a match penalty. I would say Hackett started the fight. He got he got double gloved in the face. Bit of a face wash, bit of a punch, whatever you'd like to call it. But Hackett then is the aggressor in, in the if you want to call it the altercation, the fight. So by the letter of the law, it should have been if they're calling a fight. Started a fight. If they're calling it a fight, somebody threw a punch, and, and for me, the blogger doesn't come, and he probably should have been suspended. As is what has happened, to goaltender
1: glove punches. Yep, he, he played the he played the following night in Fife. The the two referees, Chris Wells and Steve Brown, decided to give both Haggard and Neely five for fighting. It's another one of those cases, says where the fans are looking on and and not getting anything back. Yeah, I, I didn't
2: see the video, um, but I'd I'd seen a, a, a clip of it uh as in a photograph. Um and it looked as if he does make contact with a blocker and, and again davey has been through the rules, no idea why uh Dubbs didn't act on it. He does he played the next night, so I don't think they're gonna go back on it and, and uh suspend him now and it's now Tuesday night at half ten, there's nothing out. So I think I actually think do they play tomorrow?
1: I think so.
2: I know that's not actually it's Cardiff and Guildford tomorrow. Um and us and, and Fife.
1: Um, also that Saturday night was the Sheffield Steelers' Pride Night, David.
0: It was indeed. Another um organisation which I assume are are making several thousand pounds of a of a either for you know a, a little bounty for for additional players or they're giving that money to the uh the uh, causes that they're jumping on on the back of, so I, yeah, I, I, would... I did
1: see, I have seen a few bit of things that have questions being asked on social media. Like there, there was a lot of money made on shirts from Cardiff, and a couple of weeks later, you've got the Sheffield one. A lot of talk about partnering with organisations, but not that much talk about any proceeds.
0: It's up to each individual organisation what they want to do. There's ten grand plus of money. I would have thought Cardiff were going three, four, five hundred pound each. Um, 20 shirts, you do the sums. Sheffield have obviously brought out a, a pride leisure range as well, which is quite odd considering it has been going on in, in Sheffield over the last few years. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I've got my own opinions on it. And, and what Elfast, you know, I've always said, and it's written on the doors outside the locker room, in the land of the Giants, ever has to maintain to be our mantra. If you are whatever colour you are, religion you are whatever sexual orientation you are whatever is your thing you're welcome i think we particularly need to put on colorful jerseys to the ram home that message and i'd like to think that anybody that comes through those doors in belfast feels as welcome as the next guy or girl
1: here here here, I, here. um quickly before we move on playoff battle oh well look at the league table giants and the Cardiff devils uh, 74 points each, 49 played from the Giants, 48 played by the Devils we go back, as Davey said earlier on Glasgow and Nottingham both have played more games but are over 10 points behind 62 for the Clan. 59 for the Panthers, but it's more further down that is causing a bit of a, it, you've got uh, the five Flyers, the Sheffield Steelers the Manchester Storm, the Coventry Blaze and the Dundee Stars, in that order going, excuse me 6, 7, eight, 9, and 10. Between them, five points. There's a real battle there, says, as to who's going to make the playoff place.
2: Yeah, um, you know, it's incredible. I mean, when you look at there's They've played four games more than Coventry. Coventry are only four points behind them. Um, you know, those those games coming up against, you know, we've, we have we've a couple against uh, Storm, a couple against the Steelers, a couple against the Blaze. Uh, we're done against Dundee. Um, Dundee are going to hope we're going to take points off all of them. Uh, obviously, we've got the five players tomorrow night, uh, so you know there's there's a long, long way to go on this uh, league table. I'd, I'd really like to see Pash get done the end of the playoffs. I really would. Um, you know, who misses out? whether it's Manchester Sheffield. Uh, I don't really care, um, but we're, you know, we're all very fond of Pash, and I'd, I'd really like to see him make that push up the table.
1: Who do you think is going to make it, Debbie, You, you, I'd say in the reckoning, you've maybe got the Steelers just about, but Storm, Collingtree, and Dundee only, only two of those four can make it.
0: I'm like Simon. I want in terms, of, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely don't care who makes the playoffs, but if you know the heart overridden that sort of. Head thing there. I I would love past the, you know, get the stars up in the playoff place. Deserves it for, for what he does for that organisation. I'm sure there's people within other organizations feel that, that they do a lot as well. I wouldn't mind seeing Manchester in the in the playoffs either. I don't really care if the Steelers drop out of contention or not. I think they've probably got enough flyers. See, even at this stage of season, five games to make up on the team above them is just a nonsense. So you know, don't want them to get any points tomorrow night, but they could well. You know, gather a bit of momentum. Been playing well. It's, a, it, it's too early to say, Paddy. It's going to come. That that's also going to come down to the last weekend or two.
2: You know, you see when you look at the the table there now, um, and you know, obviously teams are battling for playoff spots. Um, well, the Giants and Cardiff, uh, one and two. You know, if 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 the Giants do finish as champions, do you want the Manchester Storm in the playoffs? Do you want Coventry? Do you want Dundee? Um. Yes. You know the well. No. Who would you want? The, do you know what I mean? Who, who would you want? Edinburgh. Well, that's you know. You, I knew it was going to be a stupid question for you. Like, um, I don't
0: care who would get, Simon. You know, it's it's the, whatever team we get at this stage of the season. If we finish one or two, we're getting seven or eight. They're going to have had to play really well the last number of weeks in the season. So, you know, whoever number one and number two seed gets this season is going to be a team that's in a little bit of form.
2: Well, you see, if it sits as it's, if it finishes as it sits right now, the Devils get the Steelers. I mean, that's huge, but yeah. you know, it's massive, massive uh, two games. Like, and uh, the Clan play the Flyers, a local derby to a certain extent. Nottingham Guildford, Guildford have already beaten Nottingham,
0: yep.
2: um, in the uh, semi-final of the uh, Challenge Cup for over two legs. You know, this this year's table. This year's league has been unbelievable. Um, you know, yeah, the Giants and Cardiff are a step above, you know, with regards to the points. The clan have been playing really, really well for, since Christmas time. Uh, the Panthers, well, we all know we all hate the Panthers, but, you know, again, they, they, they just can't get any consistency together. Guilford, are, I think they've won their last five. I think they've won their last five games. Five have started to win a couple of games again. You know, the Steelers, Manchester, Coventry, Dundee. It's, it's too hard to call.
1: It's, it's such a wide-open league when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I know that, we said that you said there that you know the Giants and the Devils are, are a step above the rest of them. But yeah. when it comes to playoff hockey, it's, it's, it's a different beast. We'll see over the next couple of weeks how that plays out. We've got our own role to play in that because we play the Steelers, the Storm, the Blaze and the Stars quite a bit over the next few weeks. So uh, we'll come to that, no doubt, again as the rest of the season progresses. One more thing to talk about before we chat to Jordan Smotherman um, is that Wednesday night's game against the Five Flowers is the final game of the month of February. So do um, you want to stick with your but I'm just going to ask you for your nominations for the Player of the Month, Simon. <laughs>
0: I haven't even thought about it, Patty.
1: Davey, go on. Um, Give me a minute. You usually have this all ready to go.
0: Um, For me, oh my goodness. There's a lot of good. Um... Right, Patty, guess what we shagging? <laughs> do you know what? I do have one, Patty. Go on. Curtis Leonard.
1: That's a good shout.
2: Leonard's been brilliant. He's been absolutely brilliant. And I think he's. And, David, I don't have the points. <laughs> You know he came in, he's come into the Elite league as a, as a defensive defenseman. I think he's got four thirty-four points now. Obviously, picking up that OT winner um, at the weekend is, you know, is certainly going to have him noticed. Even though it was Ben Barnes put it in the net, but for me, I think he's been outstanding the last few weeks. I think he's been brilliant. You know, we've we're in the last twelve games. I'm pretty sure we're ten and two. Sorry. yeah, ten and two in the last twelve games um that partnership that he has with uh Josh Roach um and you know even defensively Kevin Rain, you know he's been he's, I think he's been nominations for like two months rainer has been brilliant he's been absolutely brilliant
1: Rainer's my shout Rainer's my I, shout. I'd say because I am sorry to interrupt but you know you've got like you said Lenny has been also, also been brilliant defensively we've been great but Rainer, I think Uh, it's been a few months now it's been more or less since he's come in he's been absolutely top drawer i know obviously there was the big kick-up over the whole contractor thing we made a lot of that ourselves and and a few question marks over him he's taken those question marks and he shoved them up the back sides of everybody's produced them because he has been top top drawer i can't argue that these
0: you know, two yeah. guys are going to go for Deane and, and Curtis Leonard and Kevin Rayner. And I can't argue, I think Rayner has been exceptional since he came, past, came back. He's probably playing like a player who should be playing higher leagues in Europe, but he went the way it didn't work out. He's came back and, and we're, we're the benefit for it. For me, Dustin Johnner, another really, really good month. You know, really, really solid January. He's over a pointy game in February. He's came up with real clutch goals at key times in games. He's came up with that hat trick against the Panthers and who can ever, you know, not be huh. impressed with that hat trick against the Panthers. So for me, DJ on the four check and all, he's been exceptional. He's played in all situations, he's scored points in every situation, and he's just done what he has to do. It's 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 He's had a really, really good season, he's had a really, really good eight weeks, and long may it continue. You know, you, you
2: look at the guys that through right throughout
0: the lineup. I mean Kyle Bond's had a brilliant month. You know, Darcy Murphy's been excellent and it's, you know, it's, it's, sorry to cut across you when you go ten and two everybody's clicking. Besko could well be up there again with some of the games he's had as well. And and he's proven himself to be human at times this month too. And, you know, extraordinary performance from the team over the month of February.
1: We're going to open the nominations for the Player of the Month on Thursday, following on Wednesday's game. So have a think. We're going to ask you for your nominations, and then we'll put together as we always do the shortlist. We'll those out, and we'll and we'll put the uh, the poll together and award February's Player of the Month, sponsored by our good friends at Funacab.
4: Nine
2: know treble three, treble
1: three.
0: Keep that in, Paddy. <laughs> 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 our disappointing result in the end. 4-1 to
3: Belfast. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, it's a 2-1 hockey game. It's a 2-1 game. It's a 2-1 game. It's a 2-1 hockey game. But still, late in the third period, it's a 2-1 hockey game. 2-1, 2-1, 2-1 hockey game. 2-1, 2-1, 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. It's a 2-1 game. It's a 2-1 game. Great stuff. Thanks, Doug. Right. Thanks.
1: Time for the fan agenda brought by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV and we have the latest name on the Belfast Giants roster. A man who arrived and went straight into the action and and in that put himself a little bit of Belfast Giants folklore. Since then he's been scoring goals and having fun. Jordan Smotherman, how are you? I'm um, doing great. How are you? Yeah, great, mate, great. we'll start by talking about the weekend past a, a key weekend for the Belfast Giants, one which was built up quite a bit coming into it. You know, first v second, uh, a packed arena, a hell of an atmosphere. But you guys got the job done.
3: Uh you know, we we absolutely did. Uh, from the the second I signed the contract and knew I was coming over here, that was a weekend that was uh, circled on my calendar multiple times, uh, and. You know the 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 crowd and everything lived up to the, the hype and the expectation, and obviously a huge four points for us. The power play goal on uh, on Friday night was an absolute belter. Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a nice one. I don't uh, I don't score a, a lot of the fancy ones like that. I, I kind of uh, fancy myself a little bit more of a garbage goal type of guy. Um, so it's always fun when I get the opportunity to score one like that.
0: Jordan, Stevie, um Obviously, in in a few weeks now, and and, and doing pretty well. But talk us through that um, initial. You were signed to come. You were you were going to be coming a few days, and then you, you see Paddy Dwyer. You're watching the game. You see Paddy Dwyer going down hurt. Get yourself to the uh, airport and get in a few days early.
3: Yeah, I was actually uh, was planning on spending the day because uh, we were flying out of Amsterdam. over there. I was planning on, on spending the day there. Uh, we were going to stay at a, at a hotel by the airport the day before, which would have been that uh, that Saturday night, I believe, or Sunday night. I can't remember which day it was when I came in. Um, but uh, so we were planning on being there. I I saw the injury go down. I, I got a text from, from Kiefer that um, I, it came off as a kind of a joke, like, hey, uh, you want to play? Ha-ha. Uh, and then about 10 minutes later, I got another email from, from Steve that was a similar type of joke. And so I, I just responded to both. And I said, look, I'm going to be at the airport there's a flight at 1 o'clock uh, or 11 o'clock, sorry, that gets me in on time. If you guys need me to come play, I'm there. Uh, and then that was at probably 11.45 midnight, uh, my time in Germany and, the, and the, it just got rolling from there.
2: Smo, you, you've obviously you know, you know, obviously spent a lot of your, your start of your career in North America. Um, then you switched to Denmark, Sweden, uh, Finland, Scandinavia. How, how hard is it to make that switch, to make that decision to come from, from North America to Europe?
3: Uh, it's it's never an easy one, uh, you know, especially uh, guys that are, are playing in the American League and have had a, a number of years there that are still holding on to that, that NHL dream that they had. You know, that, that's a tough one to, to give up. Um, and obviously moving away from home uh, is never an easy thought. Um, but in the end, a great decision for, for me and, and for my life. And, a, you know, I couldn't be happier with where my careers ended up.
1: Got to go for, we've got a, quite a few ones coming on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Some really good questions. I'll start with Chris Revel, a friend of ours. <laughs> says, you arrived in the, right in the middle of the Giants trophy hunt. How did the atmosphere in the building over the weekend compare with
3: your past experiences? Uh, I mean, it was it was an incredible atmosphere. Uh, I've played in in some big games in front of some some big crowds. um, But there's just a a feeling here in Belfast uh, and a sense of pride um, that you you get that I have not gotten uh, in other places. Um, You know, I've played for fans and teams that uh, are are super supportive and and they love their team. But there there's something a little bit deeper here that you can feel uh, over a big weekend like this past weekend.
1: Ruth McCauley, before you joined the Giants, did you know anything about Northern Ireland? And what was it attracted you to the place in the organization? She also adds. Uh, she also adds. We're we're all very glad to have you. By the way.
3: Oh, great! That's very that's very nice. Thank you, Ruth. Um, I did not know much about Northern Ireland uh, at all. Uh, maybe a little bit of, of history, but that was uh, about it. Um, and as far as what attracted me to the organization, um. My my dealings uh, with Steve Thornton, uh, the the general manager of the team, um, were uh, by far some of the the, the most professional uh, dealings I've had with teams over here in Europe, um, as well as uh, recommendations from from other players. Uh, everybody that's played here uh, always tells me the same thing: uh, if you end up there, it's going to be the best decision of your career. You're going to have the most fun you've had of your career. It's a great spot to play, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Jordan, um, you, you probably noticed, I I, I don't know, obviously, with, with not being a player, just how interactive other fans are around the league on social media. But you probably knew whenever, you know, 10 minutes after it was a nice year sign, your Twitter probably blew up with <laughs> hundred, hundreds of new followers. But you you seem quite active on Twitter. And i seen somebody the other day I had put on about, you know, you can look at all the stats you want in the league prospects. You can read about everything you want, in it, but there's no stat that measures how much you buy into a team. And you've replied 110% on board. How, how easy was it just to jump in, jump on the Adam Case process, be part of the locker room, and just immerse yourself completely in the team from day one? Uh,
3: you know, it, it was something that, that I was itching for, and, and a big part of the reason why I, I did come to Belfast was to, to play hockey that, that mattered, and to play some games that, that had meaning behind them. Um, and uh, upon arrival and just talking with Adam and talking with Steve, uh, talking with chris higgins and and, and past players, um, it, it already started to kind of build that sense of community that surrounds this team um, and and just knowing how many people. Um, care and support this team in such a passionate way it makes it so much easier to to buy in. Um, and the same thing goes for the guys in the room. Uh, from from day one, you know, I showed up for that game, and their appreciation for for coming in on such short notice and playing like that was something that stood out. Uh, and obviously, the second game, being the second leg of a semifinal that we're down by a goal, um, you know, you don't really have a choice here but to buy in. Um, and, and it's 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 been a great ride so far.
2: Smo, you've talked about um, you know playing all over Europe. You, before you came to Belfast this year, you played thirty-five games in the DEL. Coming into EIHl, um, playing three and three uh, as a player, you know, a professional player who's you know you've spent the last twelve years as a pro. How hard is it to play three and three?
3: Uh, it's uh, it's it's hard. <laughs> it, it can be miserable. Um, and under the circumstances, I think there were a lot of situations where. Uh, you know we ran with with three lines for a, a good portion of some of those games. Uh, I know at a, one of the games we only had uh, eleven forwards tests um, so I, you know, it, it it taxes the body and and mostly it's it 's a mental thing um, they 're certainly not easy situations um, and, and we 've done pretty well with them for for the, the two that I was here for.
1: Uh, a couple more from Twitter. Uh, Andrew Ferguson, we've, we've got the quickfire questions coming out, I'm sure, yeah. from from, from uh, Jasmine Kitchen, but we've got one. Pearl Jam or Nirvana?
3: Uh, sorry, I couldn't, couldn't... Pearl be, Jam uh... or
1: Nirvana? Comes from uh, yeah, but,
3: uh, actually, I saw that one come in. I was laughing with my wife about it. She's definitely a Nirvana person, but I, I'm definitely more of an Eddie Vedder Pearl Jam guy.
1: <laughs> Matty Carlton, who uh, has tweeted in, he's looking to be a referee as far as I know. But he says, there's a lot of talk about your sticks. What are they? What flex and uh, what curve do you have?
3: Uh, so I use uh, Bauer. I think they're the, the N2s or the Nexus 2s now is what they're called. Uh, I use a big toe curve uh, I think it's the Matthews now is what it's called it's a p twenty eight and I use a, a hundred flex uh, and actually, I just got those last week so i'm I'm pretty excited i i have got two games under my belt with them now it's nice to to have the the right curve back.
1: How difficult was it to deal with not having them
3: uh it, you know it wasn't too too bad uh they were able to get um some sticks right away. Uh, that were the curve that I had used for the, the previous 10 years. Um, and, and unfortunately, the factory in uh, China that we, we get our sticks from was closed for the Chinese New Year the week that I arrived. Um, so that was the only reason for the holdup.
0: <laughs> it certainly gives people an awful lot to talk about. Is how good you get sticks here. But, you know, we um, we looked down right in the stretch here now, you know, sort of 10, 11 league games, game tomorrow night. Challenge Cup final around the corner. I know we would never really look more than one game ahead. Playoffs as well. But there's a big chance for the Belfast Giants to do something here one game at a time.
3: Yeah, there absolutely is. Um, and, and like you said, you know, as cliche as it sounds, it really is a one game, a one game at a time process. Uh, and it's really important for us that we focus on our own game and, and that we worry about winning our own games and, and anything else that happens in the league otherwise um, you know, is going to happen.
2: Smo, so, we always finish um, with a quick-fire question round. So yep. uh, these have been compiled by my 14-year-old daughter. um okay. So I'll take out the ones about uh, Barbie dolls and all that crap. Um, that's, <laughs> you just, Please, you just, leave them in. You
1: never know. That's not good.
2: <laughs> <idea. laughs> okay. So it's a okay, quick-fire. We'll go start. If you could buy any type of food right now, what would you get? Oh,
3: a burrito. Hmm.
2: Oh, Belgian. I'm giving a quick shout-out. Who's, uh, tr- <laughs> Who, who's your favorite superhero?
3: I tried those. They're quite good.
2: Who's your favorite superhero? Batman. Hobby outside of, outside of hockey, sorry.
3: Uh, obviously, the answer would be golf. If
2: yeah, you could trade lives. Hockey. Oh, but we talked about golf earlier in the, when you were uh, first in the Belfast, so you're getting, starting to get the weather now. For-
3: yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think a couple guys actually played the other day.
2: Perfect. If you could trade lives with anybody for a day who
3: – Oh, that's a tough one. Trade lives with anybody for a day, who would it be? Um, God, I can't think of an answer right here. Who, who would be a good answer? Um, I
0: can I'm drawing a blank.
3: I got, I got nothing. I'm drawing a blank. I'll come back to you if something pops into my head.
2: Okay. What celebrity annoys you?
3: Ah uh, what celebrity annoys me uh, Oh, God! I'm decently annoyed with our our president in the u s right now uh so i might <laughs> I might have to go I might have to go with Mr Trump. What store do you shop in most um oh other than the the spa downstairs for for food <laughs> and deli stuff uh let's see Oh, I'm a Lululemon guy all the way
2: if he could swim in any liquid, what would it be?
3: <laughs> I want to swim wow. in water I'm not, I'm not sure what else I'd, I'd want to swim in
2: if you ask Darcy Murphy he'll tell kind you of stout but um, <laughs> uh, and how many keys do you have in your key ring
3: uh, two actually just a house key and a mailbox key right now
2: perfect what was that last one Paddy would talk
0: They couldn't answer uh, I if don't... you could swap places with anybody or if yeah. You could, oh
3: you know. yeah swap places with anybody um God, I probably make myself younger and a little bit better hockey player. So maybe like a an Austin Matthews or a Connor McDavid, something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good choice, man. That's me, Don. Boys,
1: fantastic! Thanks to Jasmine for uh, for those questions. Thanks to everybody for your questions with regards to the fan agenda. There's a load of those ones on Twitter. We couldn't get through them all. But Jordan, listen, you've got a, you've got three games coming up this week. You know, with Fife on Wednesday night, and then Sheffield and Manchester. How are you guys prepped?
3: Uh, you know, we had we had a good week. Um, we had a good workout and a little bit of a skate on uh, on Tuesday – or, sorry, Monday, and then uh, this morning um, had a great practice, and uh, I think the guys are, are ripping and ready to go.
1: Fantastic. Well, listen, we'll let you go and enjoy your evening. Thank you very much for your time. No, thank Can, you I guys, no. oh, Can I ask yeah, one question? Can I ask one more. question before you go? Yeah, go
3: absolutely.
1: What's the worst rink you've ever played in?
3: Oh, worst rink I've ever played in. <laughs> uh, oh. That's a, because
0: you're going to Manchester <laughs> uh, in
3: summer, I have heard the rumors about that one. I, I am waiting to see. Um, I, I, you know, I, I've played in some bad ones. There were a couple of bad ones in, in Denmark. Um, I want to say the Copenhagen hockey rink in Denmark was uh, it was not uh, it was not great. That would have to be the top of my list.
2: Okay, right. Well, we'll maybe have a chat with you next week after you go to faith for Manchester.
3: <laughs>
1: Sounds good, guys. Thanks, man. All right, enjoy your night. Thanks again to Jordan. Right, we've got three games uh, coming up this in the next seven days, uh, next five days, or five, six days, I guess. Fife away, Sheffield away, and Manchester at home. Fife on Wednesday, Sheffield on Saturday, Manchester on Sunday. Before we talk about those games and Davy tells us how much he hates this part of the show – Wednesday night's game is the free sports game of the week and as we tend to do when we have that we invite our good friend on the main man from free sports is mr. Aaron Murphy how are you mate
5: I'm good Paddy how's it going you you got a big weekend
1: yeah I think every uh, game from here on in is going to be a big one mate not least the two that have just gone past but it sets up a really great game this Wednesday night in Fife
4: yeah
5: yeah I mean I mean, we all know what it's like at the Fife Ice Arena. The fans are on top of you. It's, it's a definition of home ice advantage. I mean, the Flyers are usually pretty tough at home. And obviously, the Giants have had those moments over the years where they know it's, it's tough to go in there. And this is, this is a real tough game because if you look at Fife right now, they've coming off two wins in a row. You guys are coming off two wins in a row. So it's poised very well for the for the TV game on free sports. And the Giants, I mean, that's a huge weekend over Cardiff. Uh, and it doesn't get any easier because Fife at home are a tough outfit. So I mean to keep that win streak alive and Cardiff play on Wednesday night as well. So it's as you said, every game, every matchup is big now. It's almost like the playoffs have already started if you look at it that way.
1: How do you feel this season matches up to, to previous seasons? Obviously you've got a bit of oh, say a bit of a two horse race, a definite two horse race at the top of the league, but but as you come down, you've got that real playoff battle which I, I guess Fife are part of now.
5: Well, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you look at Fife on 53 points and then you're down to Coventry, just four points off the pace and Coventry are out of the playoffs. So, I mean, it's that fine a margin. So you're talking about the Giants need a win to keep their title hopes alive. Well, if you're Fife, if you're Todd Dudley and the Flyers, you absolutely need to win on Wednesday. You need your home victories and your home points if you're the Flyers because the likes of the Blaze and the Stars are only four and five points behind you, so... From like six downwards, any one of those teams from six to, to probably ten. One of those two, two, there's going to be a few surprises there. There's teams now that are in the, the playoff hunt, they're on the bubble, and there are teams on the outside looking in that are going to be in the playoff. So if you're Fife, you want to be one of those teams that stays where you are right now and comfortably in a playoff position. But this is a big game for Fife, and and they'll know that. They'll know the Giants are riding high after the, the two wins over Cardiff. So I, I expect a really tasty encounter
1: you know, the last time we spoke was uh, ahead of the second leg of the Challenge Cup final against the Glasgow clan, what turned out to be a great game, not just for the Belfast Giants, but as a bit of a spectacle. And also it sets up a great final against the Guildford Flames.
5: Oh, I mean, it was a great game. And and I actually, uh, I went up again on Saturday, just uh, I snuck up on Saturday as a spectator to watch uh, another game against the clan. And that turned into be a good game as well. So, I mean, Pete Russell's really got the Glasgow clan going now after. I mean, they're in third place. They've they've leapfrogged over the Panthers. But, I mean, he may be some growing pains at the start of the season in a new city. Well, he knows the city well, but a new club. And, and new systems, but he's got them going well. So that was never going to be easy for, for the Giants, our last TV game. They went into that game with a one-goal deficit, but, I mean, Smotherman, Riley, those guys stepped up for you, Besker so magnificent. And, I, and you know what? Guilford won't be easy in the final on March 10th. They play the game the right way. Their first line is as good as any line in the league, so that Cali Akers lights out on the power play. So I expect a really good uh, final on, on March 10th in Cardiff.
1: Worth pointing out, in the last 24 hours a bit of news that came out and Free Sports stepping up their support for the Team GB setup once again, uh, this time with the women.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's something uh, that's uh, been a priority for me. That's something a couple of years in the making. We started trying to make this work a few years back and finally we're across the line because we all know we've talked about it. We hear other people talking about doing hockey on television is expensive. So there always needs to be how do we get this to work? And over the last few years, we've tried to, to, to get it across the line. It's across the line now. And the GB women's national team in that tournament in Dumfries, they, they should be there or thereabouts for, for a medal uh, and hopefully a gold medal on the last day of competition. And we're going to bring you that, that tournament from April 2nd to the 8th uh, live and exclusive on free sports. And that's, that's important to me because I think the women's game, I've been quite lucky to do the Olympics in Saatchi and in Pyeongchang to be a part of the women's and the men's tournament. And the women's tournament is just as exciting and skilled as the men's tournament. And people need to see that for, from the GB perspective. And uh, I, I'm just really proud that that's across the line. And I hope people tune in and enjoy because that women's side is very skilled, very talented.
1: Yep, that is fantastic. So, game on Wednesday night, uh, what are the details?
5: Well, Wednesday, I mean, uh, like we said, it's, it's a tough place to go fight, but it's a fun place to broadcast and uh, we'll have the pregame show from 7pm and of course face off from 7.30 at the Fife Ice Arena Uh, Paul Eighty will be With me in the commentary box, Chris Ellis will be rinkside and you can check freesports.tv for all the news and information. Of course, follow along on social media at freesports underscore TV. But we're really looking forward to that game because I think it's kind of one of those must-win games on both sides of the puck that can really breed a really good encounter and it should be a really good spectacle on television.
1: Murph, no doubt. All the Belfast Giants supporters will be tuned in to freesports and right across the league is the Giants chase down the Cardiff Devils for that uh, that Elite League Championship and Fife fighting for their playoff place. Thanks very much for your time, buddy.
5: Paddy, any time and uh, looking forward to the game on Wednesday and looking forward to seeing you all soon.
1: Thanks again the Murph. Right, uh, yes Fife, Sheffield and Manchester I'll start with you, Davy um, It's not so much you know how we're going to play, blah blah blah, it's the fact that off the back of a what was no doubt a bit of a draining weekend because it was so hyped, the Giants have to get themselves back up again and go into a place
0: that's difficult to play. A travel day tomorrow or today, as it is, when the podcast go out, you know, boys will be on the boat and a bus trip up the Fife and stopping off probably for a coffee and something to eat in the way. It's it's not that taxing of a of a travel day, but it needs to be done. Hopefully, the weather will be nice and it'll be a nice smooth crossing and. And the boys can be there and be refreshed before they start of the game. There, there'll obviously be a, a little bit of bus legs, you would imagine, at the start of the game. But you need to shake them off brave and quick. And, you know, the adrenaline at this stage of the season, you're not training as much as you want to be. You're playing all the time. And, you know, it, it's good that we were able to go Friday, Saturday last week rather than Saturday, Sunday, and have that extra day's rest and, and get into training because the with the games instead of training, it does upset the balance. And, you know, but the boys just have to do what they've got to do. And, and, you know, I know we're going to look at Saturdays and Sunday's game, but really at the minute, you can't look past. Those boys will be looking past. They won't be looking past their first shift, their period, you know, on the on the weekend. So I really don't like doing it either.
1: <laughs> um, says, what's the most dangerous of those three games? First one?
2: Mm-hmm. First one, five away.
1: You know, again, Davey's absolutely
2: 100% agree with him. You know, uh, and the, the, the challenge that we have right now, is at the back of their minds. We have a cup final in two weeks' time. Yeah, you know that Adam. One of Adam's big jobs in the next two weeks is making sure the guys concentrate on today, tomorrow, then thir- when Thursday and Friday. You know, getting in the game, getting ready to go this week. That that's what he has. That that's going to be his toughest job. You know, the, the boys need to get the cup final out of their mind, because I have absolutely no doubt they're looking forward to that cup final. They've got a chance to win a championship. So uh, you know the Friday Wednesday sorry is, is tomorrow or today, whatever you listen about today because you're listening to it is absolutely massive. The car the the five flowers will be well up for this. It's on TV, it's on national TV. All the players love to play in front of the cameras with regard, you know, making an extra move, trying to get a nice goal. Um, you know, most important thing for us is we play as a unit again. We've been a brilliant weekend. We've talked about it. It's history, but we need to carry that form into this game tomorrow night. It's never easy getting to Fife.
1: The game against Sheffield on Saturday away, um, obviously Sheffield will be out Jordan Owens. But one of the things that come from that, Davy, and you mentioned it earlier on, is that should the Giants take... No, um, I need to get this right. Definitely two points, possibly one. They will take the Earhart Conference.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's great. You know, we've won it a couple of times previously. It's a nice big trophy. Everybody likes picking up shiny things. So, you know, I, I hope we can win it.
1: 2 point coins, usually.
0: Yeah. I'll remind you of a Simon Kitchen joke, but I'm not going to repeat it now. Um... <laughs> um... But, yeah, you know, what was the funny thing there? I don't, don't get that. Carry on, David. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes picking up shiny things? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's funny. But, anyway, yeah, I, you know, when when you're in a conference with the Devils, the Panthers, and the Steelers, and you can come out on top of it, that's been a successful season. And and to come out of the Shark Tank, whatever you want to call it, you know, the Piranha Pool, mm. the, the the most the, the hardest of the conferences to win, it's it's actually worthy of celebration, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, We've still got to go and do the business to, to to pick that up. Cardiff will want to win that as well. There's no doubt about it that they'll want the to, to, to pick that silverware up too. And you know, it's it's just a byproduct of a good season. It's it's not to be all men, to all the time. It's just a byproduct of a good season. And then on Sunday he says, you know, that
1: Manchester, as we said, are fighting for their lives with regards to a playoff place. They took a a very late win over the Sheffield Steelers. On Sunday, scored two goals in like the last five minutes to go from, from I think it was three two down to four three up or something like that. Anyway, I was watching the game. Can't remember the score, uh, but they are a dangerous team and a physical one. I, is that the night that your man Springer comes back? Is yes, you're you're mate Springer. You've called him it twice uh, in two weeks. Do you want to call him it again?
2: Yeah, he's. A <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I just don't see what he brings back maybe in the backside, but. Uh, only time will tell. Listen again, Wednesday night. That's that's all I'm concentrating on at the minute. Uh, that's the one that's 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 the most important thing. And then once it's out of the way, the boys will start getting ready for Saturday. So Seven, uh, it's, it's a big, big weekend.
1: 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday night, live on Free Sports with Aaron Murphy and Paul Eady and Chris Ellis. Let's not forget about Chris. Stepping in the uh, Simon Kitchen shoes. Uh, on the Saturday away at Sheffield, 7 p.m. If you're not traveling over to that, you'll get it on Sheffield Steelers TV with Jonathan Fernley. Uh, And then back to the SSE Arena on Sunday to face the Manchester Storm. 4 p.m. These games are running out. This is a championship we're chasing. Get yourself down there, and if you're unable to get down there, of course, Mr. Kitchen will be on Belfast Giants TV.
3: Come on, me man! man!
1: I still have to do this one though.
3: Oh! Oh! Oh.
1: it's never going to get old any other business chance
2: yeah I've got one boys the Saturday night game uh, thanks to Stadios TV we are show it at the Odyssey Cinema uh, for Belfast Jans TV so uh, tickets are on sale at odysseycinema.co.uk I think it is Um, go and get your tickets now they are selling very very well so uh, hopefully we we can get a seller we can get a good crowd in there um, and uh, watch the game and, and you know, you're know you welcome to come along with your giant colours on and, and shout as much uh, as you want to and cheer as much as you want to as well and then hopefully uh, we get the right result against the Sheffield Steelers, and, and as you say probably pick up that first uh, trophy of the year
1: Just briefly says says OSC how's it been going?
2: It's going phenomenal uh, we, we'd, believe it or not we had another 15 members at the weekend that joined up I and mean, we were only Twelve games left in the season, and they've joined for the rest of the season. So uh, it's been doing great. You know everything we do, geared towards helping. Um, you know it's important that we we get the support of the members. It's important we you know we we've we've been entrusted by the, the club to uh, you know the likes of the Continental Cup jerseys. We've we've had an auction for them. Um, we've had. Uh, you know all nights that we've had for it's the likes so of Paxton. Uh, the, the Davy's idea with the pucks has been fantastic. It's been you know we've, I think we're over a hundred goals already at home this year, and have you know we've managed to pump them all. We there was two pucks from the, the game on Sunday. Saturday, sorry, against Cardiff Devils. We had fifty-six emails. Fifty-six emails for two pucks.
0: That'll um, be honest,
2: seven. I would have just. <laughs> I <laughs> just got fifty bucks and taped them wall. <laughs> <man. laughs> no, it's, it's you know it's I've got to do it. Also, I'm not going to go through to everything. But uh, no, like you know what? It's been it's the the OSC. Uh, look, I don't do an awful lot. Um, you know Johnny Cook. Uh, you know Johnny and Christine. Uh, really, you know, put the work in behind it. And obviously, Andrew Cochran or sorry, Andrew Wednesday. Uh, you've got Kathy, Michael, uh, James, Ryan. I'm, I'm probably, oh, Susan and Nicola. So, you know, they put all the work in. They're the ones that are standing at the desk every week. Um, you know, it, it certainly doesn't go amiss. I, I, they know that I can't get down to the games. Uh, sorry, get down to the desk during games because I've got all the stuff to do upstairs for the, the Jazz TV. But, they, you know, they're there every single game before. They're there for half past five. Um, you know, they're getting everything ready. They're, whether it's puck sales or whether it's selling equipment, uh, whatever it is, you know is, they're still standing there, they're giving their time up for free uh, for the for the sake of trying to uh, help the club out, so uh, it's a massive, massive thank you to everybody involved. I
1: think it's brilliant, so I mean, you see the pictures of the guys getting like the bags of food when they arrive to give them a, mm-hmm. a, a taste of the problems, I mean, it's it's brilliant to see. Uh, well again, you know,
2: they've got to go and do all that shopping do you know what I mean? They, they, they go out in their Tesco's or spa or whatever it may be and they pick all the and you know, likes of Smo and, and Kevin Ryan got the last one there. Um, it, it's, it's time, and and everybody's got jobs. Do you know what I mean? It's the same as us. You know, time we put into the, the podcast and uh, the Chance TV and what have you as well. It, it's everybody's got their roles behind it. And without the volunteers um, at again at the Belfast Chance, I couldn't care less about the wrestler clubs. But without the volunteers at the Belfast Chance, this club would be in a much much worse place.
0: And of, and, of course, on Saturday night, Simon, I've already been speaking to one of the OSC members there. Or members, many members and they were saying that they would have more of the uh, prints from William Cherry available for uh, for purchase. So, and as Adam Keefe has said, these guys won't be here forever. Some of them won't be back in Belfast. So you've only got a few weeks to, to get a picture of your favourite guy and get it signed before he disappears off maybe forever. So, you know, don't be the guy that said, oh, I wish I'd got that done when he was in Belfast. Get it done now. You sent, a, you sent a couple of really great photographs too, Davey. Well, me? Um, I did. I only sent them. William Cherry took them, mate. No, <laughs> absolutely. As I said the other night, he's the only player in this team who gets scores every shot he takes. So, you know, <laughs> he's absolutely fantastic at what he does. That one he had with uh, Higgy,
2: literally sitting, or, you know, back to back, if you want to put it that way, on BM Bangs was incredible. Um, and, you uh, know, obviously the one with Darcy celebrating. Um it he's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um and uh but you're hundred percent right. We'll have those photographs on Sunday uh ready to go. And we're we're I'm pretty sure we've got them signed this time as well. We were hoping to get them signed on for Saturday night, but we just didn't get them in on time. So they'll be ready to go on Sunday, first come, first serve, no longer getting held up.
1: We're very grateful to William Cherries on Kingdom of the Giants oh, yeah. let's us uh lets us use some brilliant photographs in regards to the the game reports we do. Uh, but yeah. Anything more, David?
0: Yes, I have one final piece, so we can all then go to bed. Um, yeah. Well, like actually, I'm going to go and jump on the bike for an hour. But before they add, um, <laughs> we need to wish good luck to a former junior Belfast Giants D-man, 21-year-old Jamie Scott. Um, I don't know if the name's familiar to anyone, but Jamie plays his hockey over in um, Sheffield at the minute for the Steel Dogs, and yeah. he is going to the it's, it's, what's it called? It's called the Siberia. Yeah, he's going. It's called the the tournament's called the Universiade or something. It's in Kranioskark in Siberia. The Where? Well done. Where is it? Thank you, Simon. Um the the rappers in the twenty-ninth winter, pretty much winter Olympics for, for universities. And Jamie's the only Northern ireland born player to make the team. And it's actually a second time in the roster. One of over three thousand athletes, and it's oh, there's eleven winter sports obviously. But they reckon there's going to be over 100,000 Spectators at it, they reckon there'll be 1.5 billion TV viewers, it's classed actually As the second largest winter multi-sport Held in the world, after the Olympics Themselves, so, you know, Jamie's got a couple Of teammates there from the Steel Dogs uh, On on the team, he's got a just-given page Which I will throw up on either my Twitter Or the AVF TV Twitter, if you feel like You've got a couple of self-funded And families and friends and stuff Having to support him to get out there, and you no, know, Jamie's doing really well over there in England and at university as well, doing doing a study. So it's great to see a young lad from Northern Ireland doing so well, and we wish him all the very, very best. Yeah. David,
2: can I can I just there was something that was posted up on that ice hockey in Northern Ireland about the Gaston Cup. Is that what right? About, I, I see new comment. I see new comment and something on it.
0: For dear sake, I comment on all sorts of stuff. Um I wasn't a Belfast te- wasn't the Belfast telegraph for a change. Well, uh, well yeah, I'm all as well. No, that's made the telegraph's good for a wee troll.
1: <laughs> it really um.
2: I, I I remember them talking about the gas I mean twenty years ago, maybe twenty five years ago. Um and I've something in the back of my mind that it was a guy called John Dick who was involved with the Lagan Valley Lands when the Ice Bowl first opened, believe it or not, the ice bowl's opened thirty three years this year. Crazy. Um but I think he uh, I'm not a hundred percent and I'll chase this up, but I think he said that he had the Gaston Cup. Who's this? Sorry. It was a guy called John Dick, uh that was involved with the Lagan Valley Lands back when the ice bowl first opened. Um but he played in the King's Hall in the forties and fifties. He's he must be in his eighties or nineties now, like. Um and he's I'm I'm still under I think he still goes skating once a week at the ice bowl. I know who you mean. Baldy headed gentleman, know, absolutely Zachary, lovely guy. Yeah. I'll see if I can uh, Bob Archie Paul
0: knows him. I'll see if we can speak to Bob Archie Paul to see if there's a contact number for him. I'll have and a look, I'll look back through that history. It's just a really, really good page for anybody that that is is into, you know, their history of ice hockey and uh, it's called History of Ice Hockey in Northern Ireland. I'll actually try and link it on the A V F T B page. Yeah. Um they've got a they've got a picture of Simon Kitchen's Castle Ray nightshirt on. You have to turn your phone sideways to get it all in, but it's a picture <laughs> of in. You know, and here, uh, <laughs> d- and uh, <laughs> uh, but I'll look up that Gaston Cup one and see what I, that was like. <laughs> oh, but on, that
1: on that on that on, on that, that, on that, on that, on that bombshell. On that bombshell. Thanks very much, boys. The games. Our Fife Wednesday free free sports game of the week, uh, 7.30pm, Sheffield away, 7pm, you can get that on Steelers TV, and then we are back at the SSC. I think after those two away games, we've only got the cup final and two other away games away from the SSE and everything else is at home. But it's on 4pm on Sunday against the Manchester Storm. Thanks to Jordan Smotherman, Adam Keefe and Aaron Murphy for their time. Uh, Thank you to everybody who sent in their uh, TFAs, their comments, the three word weekends, who've gotten contact through the course of um, the whole season so far uh, at AVFTB on Twitter you can get us on Facebook, you can go to com and get all the stuff there or postgameinterviewsoundcloud.com forward slash AVFTB and all the likes Mr. McGimsey and Mr. Kitchen, thank you for your time don't forget
2: nice. Noel Gillespie David, or Paddy, sorry, because his article's brilliant
1: oh, Some brilliant, brilliant stuff there from Noel Gillespie on the whiteboard so hopefully we'll, we'll get something from him with regards to the weekend ahead um, but yeah, looking forward to this week's games and wherever you are this week, we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on A View From The Bridge